Welcome to the Story Paths podcast, where we explore links between story and culture. I'm Theodore Lowry, your host. I'm excited to announce that, as of March 2023, I've released my first on-demand creativity course. It's on Skillshare, nestled within a library of great creative courses, and if you're not already on there, I've got a link in the show notes where you can get a free month. My course is called Creative Writing, Brainstorming Story Ideas. In it, I guide you through finding ideas within your memories, working with them as symbols, and learning to deftly combine and recombine them into meaningful stories. There's a trailer for the course there in the show notes, along with the free link. Hope to see you in there. And so, we begin. Welcome to the Story Paths podcast. I'm Theodore Lowry, and I'm going to be trying something a little different today that I might be doing more of in the future, which is telling a story in a group and possibly having some participation of the people who are hearing the story. Now, I've got here my lovely wife, Jayanti, and my friend, Caden. Hello. We're out in a uh, farm in British Columbia, an organic farm. So that's where we're recording this today. And this story is actually a story that has collectively conceived origins as well. So this is something that I put up on Instagram, some different characters, and asked people to comment on which was their favorite character and say a few things that the character evoked in them. So the characters we've chosen, that people have chosen, gave wonderful descriptions of, are the water communicator and the plant communicator. They're both ladies. So in retrospect, I kind of like the names water whisperer and plant whisperer better. So I'm going to go with that for the purposes of the story here. And of the different symbols that were there that I put up for people to choose from, People chose the well, uh, although it was very close, but they chose the well. And this is a well that has some rich symbolism in, them, in it. So be drawing from the comments that people made on these Instagram posts and also from discussing the story with Jayanti and with Caden. And they may jump in and, you know, contribute or change the direction of the story or object as we go along. So, we begin. Liquid running through our creeks, running through our streams, running through soil. Juices running through our veins, running through our Running through a soul. I remember you, and I remember you, and I remember us all. I remember you, and I remember you. Remember us all. 
One lovely morning, the plant whisperer woke up in her giant tree. This is a huge tree, which was very old, and as these huge trees sometimes do, begun to hollow out from the inside. So she lived inside this huge old tree, and the tree had holes in parts of it because it was so old, and light would come through, and air would come through, and bird songs would come through. Every morning she would wake up, and she would come to the center of the tree, where the acoustics are best, and she would sing. And she would sing the glories of the world, and she would sing the glories of trees and plants, and she would express gratitude for the many relations plants that she has. She sounds like a bird. I have a weeping willow in my front yard, and it's hollowing out from the inside, and there are some birds and squirrels that live in there, and you can hear them singing and talking to one another. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she is a bit like a bird, and she would sometimes wake up the birds, and sometimes they'd wake her up, and then they would begin their dawn chorus. So in this way, as usual, she would wake up, and she woke up in the morning, and she sang within the tree this great woody cathedral. Even fa- even better acoustics than any human-built cathedral, actually. Not to put them down. So she came out of the tree and she went to the garden, one of her gardens. She had gardens surrounding the trees on all sides. So she came out to one of the gardens and she greeted the plants, as she does. She's a plant whisperer, so she could speak with the plants and hear what they say. She could converse with them, and she wouldn't conceive of, you know, people saying that plants are insentient. Questions like, you know, do plants feel pain and things like that would just seem totally ridiculous to her. Because every morning she'd wake up and she'd greet the plants. So she asked them how they were, and immediately she got the sense that they weren't so well. And they were kind of moaning and not very happy, not very energetic. She said, what's wrong? There's a sun in the sky. Sun's rising like it always does, and... It's a sunny day, so what's 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 ailing you? So Clover, Clover told her that oh, the water is not so not so nice. There's something something in the water is making me feel unwell, and Clover's roots are near the surface. You're mentioning Clover. Mm. <laughs> I think Clover's <laughs> roots go pretty deep. Oh no! Okay, we got to change the story. Okay, but not much. So, okay, so the plant whisperer comes into the garden, and the plants aren't feeling well. And who is it, maybe, that has the shallow roots? Maybe strawberry? Okay, so strawberry with the shallow roots says, Oh, the water, I'm not feeling so healthy. The water, something in the water. And then the dandelion with the deeper roots says, I'm also feeling unwell although it's a little better further down. I can't really drink this. And alfalfa says, my roots are really deep, and it's it's still pretty good down there, although the, this contaminated water is moving closer. But in the meantime, I can bring water up from the depths and give to dandelion and to strawberry. I was tugging alfalfa shoots out of the garden today, and... Their roots are very long, longer than my arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they can go down many feet. So alfalfa was okay. Going to help out my fellow plants here, but we can't move around," said the plant. "So, is there anything maybe that you could do about this?" So, plant whisperer, she said, "Yes, yes. I'm, I'm going to see what I can do." And she thought about it, and she thought, "Well, who, who knows? Who might know what's happening to the water?" And so then she, she went to her friend, water whisperer. Now, water whisperer, she's a lady that she lives basically in a beaver dam. They made it for her,、mm-hmm. and she was born in the water. Plant whisperer and water whisperer. Nobody really knows if they have parents or not. They've always just kind of been there, you know. But people come to them for help. And how does the water whisperer get her groceries into her beaver dam home? She has to dive in the water. Well, she doesn't go to like a superstore or something like that, you know.、Um, she. Well, she's friends with Plant Whisperer, so Plant Whisperer certainly bringing her nice things to eat. Doesn't have to wrap everything in plastic no, to bring it underwater. No, she doesn't. No, it's a different kind of world they live in. <laughs> Although you'll see that it overlaps with our world. So, Water Whisperer, she lives in a beaver dam underwater.、Uh, well, if anybody doesn't know, the architecture of a beaver dam and muskrat lodges are very similar. Is It looks from the outside, beaver dam, like a pile of logs, but inside is mostly air, and there's a there's a hump in the middle where the beavers can actually sit, and then to leave the dam or enter the dam, they go underwater and underneath the logs, and they come back up. Keep their entrances protected. Yeah, they keep their entrances protected. So muskrats do the same thing, but they do it with reeds, and water whisper did this as well. And the beavers actually helped her out because they're good friends. Now, Water Whisper, she, her vocation is to help people through difficult periods of their life. So, through difficult initiations, to help them when life is trying to initiate them into a new understanding, and it can be very hard and even traumatic. She tries to help them make that transition as gentle as possible. So if people are having these difficulties and they're confused and nothing makes sense anymore and what was up is down and down is up, they'll come to her, and she'll bring them into this lake, which she lives in, which her dam is in, her lodge, and she'll dip them in the water and she'll say prayers to them and to the water and she'll help them to let go of what they don't need anymore and just loosen their hold on all their conceptions and all their understandings of. Who their relations are and what their relationships are with other people in their lives, just to loosen their hold on all that. And then, when their whole inner world is loose, then everything—these constellation of relationships and understandings—can reform into new patterns in as gentle as possible a way. So she helps people with this, and she also helps groups. When groups are having difficulties with each other, she'll help them rearrange their relations with each other and let go and bring up what needs to be brought up and address it in as smooth and kind a way as possible. Although these things are by necessity challenging. Is that plant whisper or water? That's、whisper? water whisper. So she does that in her lake. So she'll bring people to her lake and she'll help them heal、uh, and go through their life initiations in this lake. So that's what she's often doing, but she wasn't out doing that today. 
and in fact there were a lot of people gathered around her lodge asking where she asking for her to come out and wondering if she was there and wondering what had happened so there's all these people clustered around so plant whisper she came and she saw oh there's all these people around the lodge where is she she must know about the water there must be something going on with the water and that's why she's distressed so plant whisperer she dove into the lake and she dove underneath the water and she found her way with all the logs underneath the water and she made her way up and she came into the air inside the lodge as she was making her way into the lodge she said hello to all the reeds and cattails that she was passing yes into the water yes that's right they let her know which way to go yeah, if she was confused for any moment, then they would point her the direction. And she was always happy to see those plants because mostly in her garden she has terrestrial plants, but she's very happy to see the aquatic plants as well. So she came up inside and she saw the water whisperer was curled up and she was crying. So plant whisperer, she asked, well, what's wrong? And water whisperer, she says, the water is, is hurting. The water in the world is hurting. And Plant Whisper said, yes, I you know in my garden that they told me they're having troubles drinking the water. And Plant Whisper, she said, yes, there's, there's, uh, there's humans, not here, but in another place. And they're harming the water. They're committing violence against the water. They don't know that the water is living and has memory. And so they've lost their own memory of their relationship with the waters and with all the living beings on the earth. And they're forcing water through pipes and they're defecating in water and they're filling water with chemicals. I don't know where they even get these chemicals from. And now that that harmed water is itself becoming a, a harmful force and is coming into our lands and our water is losing memory and our water is becoming harmful. And that's what's happening with your plants. And Water Whispers says, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about this. And so they talked about it for some time, and Plant Whisper, she tried to console her friend, and they discussed it. And, and Plant Whisper, she asked, well, is there anywhere that the water might still be whole and have that memory? Maybe if we can go there, then from there we can bring some of that water to our land, so that our water remembers, remembers that its identity, and the crystals become whole again, and the plants drinking that water will be happy and healthy. Is there any place where there's water that still has that memory? And being plant whisperer, she thought it maybe it's something like old growth forests. That old growth forests are this memory of health. So even in places where most of the land has been clear-cut, then there some old-growth forest pockets remain, then from there that memory of health can spread back out. So maybe it's something like that with water. Because she'd heard of clear-cuts in the wasteland. Because they lived in a very wonderful place, but they bordered the wasteland, where there's industry and pollution and chemicals and all these things. So she'd heard about these things. Sounds like they need some sort of nursing tree of water. Yeah, it's like a nursing tree to help all the other water particles and crystals. So 
water whisper, she says, yes, that may be. And actually, I do know of some strong wells, and I've never visited them. My foremothers tended them. They're very powerful, mystical wells, and maybe they've been able to keep their memory in this difficult time. And I've wanted to go there on pilgrimage, and I'm, it's terrible that these circumstances are forcing me to go in this way, but still I want to visit those wells. On what should be a happy, peaceful, contemplative journey is now kind of forcing her hand to go for some negative reasons, mm. but still to try and help. Yeah, she thinks, well, maybe I can make a pilgrimage and help heal these lands at the same time. So they set out on their journey with a few simple supplies. What kind of supplies? Well, they didn't quite know what to bring because Plant Whisperer, normally she'd take a leaf here, take a leaf there, and this way she'd sustain herself and they'd drink from creeks. But they know that in the wasteland, all of that he can't do because there's not that many plants growing. They, they heard. They hadn't visited the wasteland. Who would want to? But they'd heard that you couldn't eat a lot of the plants and you, you couldn't drink a lot of the water. Or if you did, you'd come down with some mysterious sickness. Yeah. So they packed some dried food, fermented food. They carried some water with them as well. Um, a stash of water that was still good. And they went to the edge of their beautiful land, their beautiful green verdant, colorful land. And soon, as they traveled, the trees began to get smaller. The greens of the grass began to get grayer. There was... The pathways were too wide, too stony, until the pathways became very hard. And... There were these huge machines moving around on the pathway, so they had to be off to the side, but there was nowhere really for them to walk. Large scars from tire treads mm. on the path. Yeah. These are the wastelands, and they, they kept walking, and they saw smoke coming from huge chimneys, and but not the sweet-smelling smoke that would come from Plant Whisperer's tree. No. This was choking smog, smoke. No, not the, not the smoke it of would carry the sage smell of sweet grass. Delicious chestnuts baking. But mm. when they smelt this smoke, it didn't sit well in their lungs. Yeah, it's very caustic. Made them cough. They felt very disturbed that there is a place like this in the world. And they saw people sometimes walking around and dressed in grey clothing, walking in a rigid way, arguing with each other. Either arguing or walking in their own little world. Mm. Sometimes things plugged into their ears and on their eyes. So they couldn't hear each other. And 
Plant Whisper, she could kind of understand why they had these things in their ears because it's such a noisy place and the machines are so noisy. But normally she'd she'd want to have her ears clear so she could hear the plants and she can hear the wind and the birds. And Water Whisper, she was very distressed also to be in this place, but she has this memory, had this memory in her mind that her foremothers had given her of where these different sacred wells were. And she looked for them. And she, she brought Plant Whisperer to, to come and look for these wells. And even it was very hard for Water Whisperer to find where they were because the land had changed so much. But still she had this ancestral memory. So she was able to find the first one. And it was next to a highway. And there was no sign or anything there, just some some wet grass around and a hole. And she knelt next to it and she she reached down and she she lowered a container down and she got some of the water and she, she smelled it and she tasted it and she said, No, this water this water's been hurt. This water's no longer whole. And so she prayed for the well and they kept on walking and cars racing by and this huge trucks and they kept walking and water whispers following this internal inherited memory that she has. So where do you think the next place they find a well is? First one's next to the highway. So Down the road next to a busy intersection. Mm. Yeah, so by a busy intersection, found another well. They wanted to approach this well respectfully, but they had to jump and dance around, avoiding cars whizzing past. Yeah, right in the middle of an intersection. They had to cross this intersection to get to the well on the other side. Okay, so right next to the road. It's hard to do prayers and everything right next to this intersection, but they did and, you know, dipped dipped a container in there to get some water out and Water whisper, she smelled it and she tasted it and she said, no, this water's also lost its memory. And she was close to tears, but she was keeping herself going. She thought, but there's, there's other wells and there's said that there's older wells, stronger wells. So we have to go, we have to go find them. So they kept on going and they're walking next to the highway and they go into this industrial section of the wasteland. It's all kind of industrial, but they go into a particularly industrial section of the wasteland. And she's going on her inner sense, and they went through this factory, and this man came out and chased them away, and they went around the side, and they felt so out of place in there. As they were running away and being shooed away, a water whisper saw written on the side of this large factory, um... bathroom appliances manufacturing and she couldn't understand how this huge factory was dedicated to making big hard plastic and stone basins for your waste products where she'd always known to to give that gift to the plants or feed the nature. Yeah. 
yeah, she couldn't understand. Why is it that, you know, the water that comes off your body, the plants love that. Bits of skin and things in there. When you pee, that's good for the plants. If it's not too intense, you know, you poop, you compost that and then give nitrogen, it to the trees. Nitrogen, phosphorus, calcium. Yeah. She understood, you know, you eat from the plants, you give back to the plants. Yeah, so why is this whole factory dedicated to, you know, containing what's coming off your body and sending it off to be processed somewhere? I thought the whole thing was very strange. And she saw a street name, and it said Ancestral Well Road. And they asked somebody, well, do you know where the well is? And they said, oh, no, nobody knows. It's just called that. Nobody knows why it's called that. It's all just homes and factories. And so they, this is just near the factory. And they went around along this ancestral well road. And they did come to the back of this factory producing toilet containers and all this. They came to this hole in the ground, neglected except for a little sign somebody had put there, ancestral well. And there was no bucket there to dip into the well. So they found some old discarded jug. It was cut in half. and They apologized to the spider webs and the spiders. They had to softly part to the side to get into this well that it hadn't been used for quite a long time. It was full of cobwebs and and insects that had made their home there. Yeah, so they set the spiders gently aside and dipped down this plastic jug and they're thinking, you know, what what's the chance that this water is still whole, still has its memory in a place like this? But still they thought they'd try. They had to try. So they dipped down this jug on the end of a rope and lifted it up, and Water Whisperer smelled it. And she said, it smells okay. And she tasted a bit, and she burst into a smile. She said, this water's still whole. Somehow this water's still whole. And she passed the jug to her friend, the Plant Whisperer, who drank it. And I should tell you that this ancestral well is no ordinary well. This is very ancient This is invested with power from ancient foremothers going generations and generations back when the world was young. Powerful lineage. Powerful lineage. And they'd invested a lot of their power in this well, in the waters of this well. So even in the midst of factories and neglect and chemicals, this water was able to keep its integrity and memory whole. So... When Plant Whisperer, when she drank some of this water, she went into a kind of cosmic water experience. She felt, oh, the water in my body is part of the same great river that's flowing throughout the whole world, through everybody's bodies, flowing through trees and into clouds and down and into creatures and into the aquifer and up again. And there's underground rivers and through all these creatures so the, what, whatever water is in my body right now, she felt, is just, just a, a stage of this great world river, which is cycling in all directions again and again. But then she felt that, oh, but much of this water has been harmed. 
But she prayed, and Water Whisperer prayed with her. They did a little ceremony there that this this intact water, this whole water, would spread throughout the system. And it didn't happen all at once, but they could feel that their prayers encouraged the well. It had been a long time since anybody had come to that well with these kinds of prayers and this awareness. So the well became stronger. The well needed that too. So they took some of that water in that jug. That's the container they had. And offered some tobacco when they took this water. Yeah, offered some tobacco to the well and some other plants that they'd they'd brought. So they took that jug and they trekked back across the wasteland. All the while very glad to be returning home and also very sad to see people living in this way driving these machines back and forth, back and forth, and these huge roads that are carved out of the wilderness just so they can drive their machines back and forth. And and nobody seemed happy. But they felt helpless to do anything about it. it Plant Whisperer wanted to get back and give, give the water to her plants. She could, even from that distance, she could hear strawberry, oh, we're running out. Alfalfa saying, oh, I I can't go much deeper. So they came into the borders of their land and the the pathways became smaller, more human-sized, more meant for bare feet. And they recognized the plants again. This plant whisper started nibbling from the trees. She knew just what buds to eat and flowers to eat and all of this. And so they returned and... They're carrying this water from the sacred well. And then Plant Whisper, she took that water and she poured it on the strawberry. She poured some on the dandelion, some on the alfalfa, and waited. And they soaked in the water and they said, Oh, thank you, thank you. And they took that water and especially alfalfa took that water and returned it to the aquifer. And from there, that water spread throughout the gardens and spread to the lake of the water whisperer and cleaned the water. And she returned there and she began helping people with ceremonies through the difficult trials in their life. And the whole region was restored. And that restoration, that restored energy spread to the borders of their land and went a little bit into the wastelands but it wasn't enough. And Plant Whisper, she said, all right, I need to be here in my sanctuary, in my tree, and I need to recover from this journey and the things I've seen and the way people live and the way they're treating the waters and the plants. I need to be here for a while. But after some time, I vow that I will go into the wastelands and I will try to plant gardens. I will try to spread what we have here to other places. And the water whispers, she said, yes, I want nothing more than to stay here. I don't want to go to that place yet. I will go there and I will try to spread the goodness of water that still has memory, that still has life into those lands bit by bit. We'll try to remind people that this water within them that they're mostly made of is sacred and to treat it properly and to remember who they are 
and their relationship with the whole web of life in this wonderful wet green world. A powerful choice and decision that everyone is making constantly whether to stay and protect and shelter your own light so that you yourself are nourished and how much do you go and strive and venture out to go spread that healing around mm-hmm. it's quite easy to want to stay in our own little piece of paradise here at the farm for example and not wanting to venture out into the city but if if we don't how how are we going to spread spread this this story mm. and light yeah being in touch with your own food having your hands in the soil feels like being human on the planets kind of it's like the trees and the plants are oh yeah we really like humans <laughs> where have you guys been <laughs> living in your boxes and staring at your screens you know but what happened we're we've been waiting for you we still love you <laughs> yeah yeah so that's the end of our story so thank you for listening and thank you for participating I think the experiment's gone very well. I like this kind of group storytelling, and I think it's something we'll do more of in the future, maybe even have online workshops and things. Especially with such a wonderful narrator such as yourself. Oh, shucks, shucks. Yeah, but I have to thank everybody who contributed to this story, um, also from the, the comments and descriptions of the characters and the symbols, and I feel like I'm a, a mouthpiece for this story, that I've kind of helped start it and helped put it together. But that it's a it's a shared inspiration. I find that very uh, nourishing, actually. Thanks for listening to the Story Paths podcast. If you liked it, feel free to leave a review and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening to Story Paths, where we finger threads weaving story with culture. Before we go, I'd like to remind you of my new course, Creative Writing, Brainstorming Story Ideas, that is now available on Skillshare. If you're looking for a playful, creative space, this may just be for you. You can find the trailer and a link for a free month of Skillshare in the show notes. And as we part... I send my best wishes for you and yours. In the words of the Irish poet John O'Donoghue, may you realize that the shape of your soul is unique, that you have a special destiny here, and behind the facade of your life, there is something beautiful and eternal happening. And so we close.